0: The Lord be with you. And with you. Lift up your voice to the Lord like a trumpet. Day by day, the Lord. The Lord is righteousness. The Lord. Let your light shine forth like the dawn.
1: Happy are those who fear the Lord. Call, Call on the, the Lord,
0: and the Lord, the Lord will answer. Ask. Dear Father thank you for bringing us safely here today and for this opportunity to worship you thank you God for your grace and your love for us please O oh God come and sit and dwell among us open our eyes and our hearts that we would hear your voice bless this time of worship that it would deepen our relationship with you abide in us transform us in your likeness we ask for your peace that passes all understanding in christ's name amen
2: welcome to the worship of god at northminster baptist church on this the fifth sunday after epiphany In this sacred space, we gather each week to be moved by the sounds and silences of this hour of worship into a posture of worship. In this sacred space, we are gathered in to rest with God from the week that has passed and to ready ourselves for the week that waits. And in this sacred space, As we gather, and as we are being drawn closer to God, we are also drawn closer together, gradually becoming more and more the body of Christ. And so this morning, as we read and pray and sing and listen, may we worship, may we rest, may we be drawn closer to the living God, and closer to one another. Let us worship God together. And as we worship, we turn now to the reading of holy scriptures, scriptures that have been appointed for this Lord's Day by the Revised Common Lectionary, scriptures being read all over the world by other Christians, binding us to them in our worship and in our reading. Our first text comes from Isaiah, chapter 58. Shout out, do not hold back, lift up your voice like a trumpet, announce to my people their rebellion, to the house of Jacob their sins, Yet day after day they seek me and delight to know my ways as if they were a nation that practiced righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. Why do we fast but you do not see? Why humble ourselves but you do not notice? Look. You serve your own interest on your fast day and oppress all your workers. Look, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to strike with a wicked fist. Such fasting as you do today will not make your voice heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose a day to humble oneself? Is it a day to bow down the head like a bulrush and to lie in sackcloth and ashes? Will you call this a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I choose, to loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, to bring the homeless poor into your house, when you see the naked to cover them, and not to hide yourself from your own kin? Then your light shall break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up quickly, your vindicators shall go before you, the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then. You shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help, and the Lord will say, Here I am. If you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing finger, the speaking of evil, if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness, and your gloom be like the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places and make your bones strong and you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters never fail. Your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt and you shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach the restorer of streets to live in our second reading this morning comes from the second chapter of first corinthians when i came to you i did not come proclaiming the mystery of god to you in lofty words or wisdom For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I came to you in weakness, and in fear, and in much trembling. My speech and my proclamation were not with plausible words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on the power of God. Yet, among the mature, we do speak wisdom, though it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to perish, but we speak God's wisdom, secret and hidden, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the human heart conceived, what God has prepared for those who love God. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For what human being knows what it is truly human? except the human spirit that is within. So also, no one comprehends what is truly God's, except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit that is from God, so that we may understand the gifts bestowed on us by God. This is the word of the Lord.
3: We have come to the time in our service each week in which we observe silence together, using the quiet for prayer or listening, confession or assurance, knowing that our holy God, whom we worship, is also the God who hears and speaks in these quiet moments. Let us go to God together in the quiet. Hear again these words from the prophet Isaiah. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for, for help, and the Lord will say, Here I am. In the spirit of those words, in the name of Christ, and on behalf of the Church, I say to you, dear family of faith, rejoice, for our sins are forgiven. Holy and loving God, we know that when we cry for help, you answer. Sometimes the answer is precisely what we think we need, but more often it seems the answer is the whisper of your presence. We pray that you would give us the wisdom taught by the Spirit and the courage and compassion to live in the knowledge of your presence as we walk the path of life, the path of joy and grief, ease and difficulty, hope and pain. Help us to walk the path that stretches before us with the hope of your presence ever before us. We pray that as we walk our path, that we would look up and see those walking beside us, people in our small piece of the world, and those in the great big world for which you have taught us to care. God, we know that you are faithful to be with all of us, and we ask that you make your nearness known in a remarkable way to those who are on more treacherous parts of the path. Show us how we might be the whisper of your presence to all of your beloved children, and teach us to speak your wisdom to all whom we meet. We know that when we cry out for help, you hear us. And when we whisper our deepest, inmost thoughts, you hear us. And we know that when we pray the words that your Son taught us to pray, that you hear us. And so we pray them now, saying, the power and the glory forever.
0: Let us pray. O oh Lord God, thank you so much for the blessings of this church and all your people who serve you here and beyond. Thank you for the activities of the church and for the many ways to serve you both inside and outside this place. Lord, please give us giving hearts. Open our eyes that we would see need and fill it. Give us wisdom to use your money wisely. Help us to be mindful that everything we have comes from you. Please walk with us. We need you and we love you. In Jesus' holy name, amen.
2: turn now to the reading of Holy Scriptures, this time to the Gospel lesson for today, found in Matthew chapter 5. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come, not to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same, will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. This is the gospel of the Lord. May the peace of our Lord be with you. you. Today's readings from Isaiah and from Matthew each feel a bit like a sermon in and of themselves, and in a way, each of them was. Isaiah hears from God Shout out, do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. And then he does. He preaches, you serve your own interests on your fast days and oppress all your workers. In his preaching, he mocks what the people to whom he is preaching call worship, pointing toward a different kind of worship. Fasting which he sees as more more representative of the kind of worship that is genuine, fasting that he calls the loosing of the bonds of injustice, letting the oppressed go free, sharing bread with the hungry, and bringing the homeless into their houses and more. And then there's a shift in his sermon. He says, if you do these things, then God will do these other things. It is almost as though there is a bargain to be struck. You shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters never fail, Isaiah says. And then there's Jesus. In the midst of his longest recorded speech, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus speaks clearly and directly to those around him. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hid. He does not mince words. He does not appeal to the past. He does not offer options or conditions. He states simply and clearly, you are are the light of the world. There is no, you might be. He does not say, if you do this, you could be. He does not say, because of that, you might one day become. None of that. Simply, you are. Now, at this point, we must acknowledge the great disservice that has been done to the English-speaking Bible-reading community of the world. That disservice is, of course, that all evidence would suggest that so far in the history of English Bible translation, those who have done the translating have yet to consult a Southerner on the proper way to write the plural of you. King James gets an excuse. Back in 1611, when he was translating the Bible, folks had not figured out yet how to say y'all. But since 1856, when the word y'all first made an appearance in print, there is really no excuse. English Bible translators know enough Greek to know when the word you is singular and when the word you is plural, and if they had just consulted a southerner, then many of the Bible's second-person pronouns would be much clearer. For example, in today's gospel lesson, we would not have to wonder if Jesus was looking to an individual and saying, you are the light of the world, or if he was saying, y'all are the light of the world we would know. Jesus was talking to the whole gathered listening congregation. Y'all are the light of the world, says Jesus. A city on a hill cannot be hid. There is something gripping about these statements from Jesus. Y'all are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hid. It is as though the truth of what Jesus says rests entirely upon who Jesus is and what he has said. Because Jesus has pointed to this gathered community and claimed them, it must be true. They must be the light of the world. They must be the city on the hill that cannot be hid. Jesus the light of all people, the light that shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it, that Jesus claims unto himself the gathered community. Y'all are the light of the world. In naming and claiming y'all, Jesus proclaims with Isaiah, your light shall break forth like the dawn. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. And in the city of God, the city that is on the hill that cannot be hidden, all engage in the fasting of the Lord, loosing the bonds of injustice, letting the oppressed go free, sharing bread with the hungry and homes with the houseless. Having these claims of Jesus, and Isaiah, draped over us, binding us to Jesus, can feel uncomfortable. It would be easier to pick and choose which parts of Jesus' calling and Isaiah's reading to aspire to. And yet, it is precisely when we hear and understand that y'all as you, and we individualize our faith that we lose the fullness of the community of God. In this community called Northminster, we are each and all welcomed into the community of faith and claimed by the abundant love of God. Our calling is more than individual. Our responsibility in the body of Christ extends further than our responsibility as citizens of any city or state or nation. For in the body of Christ, I am bound to you, and you to me in such a way that for me to feel pain is for you to feel pain, and for you to feel pain is for me to feel pain. When any of us suffer, all of us suffer. And when one in our community celebrates, we all celebrate. Y'all are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hid. On the last page of your bulletin each week, you will find the words, Every member a minister It is as though we have taken a cue from Jesus. Everyone who is a member of this community of faith has been claimed as a minister. There is no hiding on this hill if y'all are here, if y'all are part of this community. Y'all are ministers. Y'all are the light of the world. Amen.
3: Beloved children of God, What gift it is to gather in this space and to share this meal alongside one another and alongside our God who is always with us and always calling forth that which is deepest and best in all of us. Just as we are all called to the work of the church, we are also called to this table, to fellowship with the saints, and to remember the work of the one who calls us. It is important to us that everyone in the room know that no matter from where y'all have come, y'all are welcome at this table. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. Thanks be to God for the life, death, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus. In the name and spirit of our Lord who calls us in and sends us As we come to the close of this hour of worship, we invite you to make important decisions for our Lord and our Lord's Church during the time of response. are working on updating our church directory and today february the 12th and february 26th, kelly williams senior is going to be in the narthex immediately after worship to take photos of anyone who would like an updated directory photo you do not need to sign up you can just show up in the narthex and kelly will be there for you uh, to take your picture Um, As long as uh, Northminster has been in existence, we have had a wonderful relationship with the congregation at Beth Israel, and next week we have a wonderful opportunity for a pulpit swap. On Friday evening, Major will be preaching in the pulpit at 615 at Beth Israel, and then next Sunday morning, Rabbi Rosen will be here in our pulpit to preach. We hope that you will come and join us as we continue that deep and abiding relationship with the congregation at Beth Israel.
2: As you go from this place, seek the face of God in the eyes of each person you encounter. Listen for the voice of God in the whispers from the margins. Offer the love of God indiscriminately. Share the peace of Christ freely. And live in the joy of the Lord, confident that God is with you wherever you might go. Amen. Uh